Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome back, Nerdorinos, to your regularly scheduled podcast, The Real Film Nerds. My name is Matt, one of the hosts. The other one is Mysterious Mike Talent, who is wearing a, a shirt with a green flash on it. Mike, how are you doing today? Matt, I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for asking. Green Flash was a uh, IPA brewery out of San Diego that is no more. But anyway, you know, you know me and IPAs. Yeah, it's all you drink. If you could have it hooked up to your house, that's all you would have hooked up to your house. But your child and wife probably don't wouldn't like you know turning on the faucet or taking a shower in IPA. It just it just wouldn't work. I know. I think it might make you bitter. Is that what it is? Because I'm bitter enough. See, you know how they always have that gag about, you know, uh, oh, remember it was in Snatch, specifically in Snatch. Oh, yeah, yeah, about uh, the uh, coffee. He said, uh, you know, would you like any sugar? And she said, he said, uh, I'm sweet enough or whatever. It's the same thing. Like, you're already bitter, so you can't have a bitter beer, right? Yeah, I'm bitter enough, Mike. Exactly. And yeah, it wasn't Perfect. coffee, remember, it was the Brits, so it was tea. Not coffee. You're getting it mixed up. You're right. Some some sort of brewed drink. All right, Mike. Well, uh and not a beer brew, a uh something else brew. But okay, Mike, I wanna get on with the podcast, so I'm going to uh get some business out of the way. So Mike, did you know that we got an email? from a star in our last movie yes man i i heard we we screwed up some things didn't we i don't know why you say weeps it was all me i i guess you left her out too so for those of you who have listened to our last pod or watched our film not our film but watched the film nomadland the character who is not a character she is a real life person her name is swanky wrote in to us and said, why did you leave my name out of your podcast? So here, I'm going to read her whole email, and it's pretty fun. And we had a nice little conversation back and forth, and she sent me some pictures of her and Frances McDormand and everything. It was really sweet. And Swanky, thank you in advance for writing out and reaching out to us. And again, I apologize deeply for leaving your name out. My excuse and it's not a very good excuse. I honestly thought you were an actress. I didn't think you were a normal person. And I thought Swanky was not your real name. So I tried to look it up in IMDb's and I couldn't find it. Mike couldn't find it either. Then she sent me her link to her IMDb page. And there it is. Anyways, Mike, here you go. Here's the email from Swanky. Now, listener of the Real Film Nerds podcast. I hope. Fingers crossed. So here she says, why did you leave my name out of your review? I am one of the main three nomads, but you only name Bob Wells and Linda May. You do not mention, you do mention me in the podcast, but not once in your write-up or I would share. Why? I'm in IMDb. Swanky is real and is alive. And I was not scripted. Thanks, Swanky, the happy nomad. And my van, in my words is not way fancy. And then she sent a picture of Bob Wells helping her install a 
uh, vent on her fan a few years before even Nomad started recording. So, Matt, that's really awesome. Uh, thanks, Swanky, for reaching out to us. And uh, sorry about that. Uh, won't happen again. I hope not. And when you're in another film, make sure and let us know because we will review that one too. But being a nomad, I don't know, maybe they'll do a documentary or something. That would be kind of neat. That would be neat. Uh, it's a totally different way of uh, living and it it was an interesting glimpse into that world. And I know there's so much more behind that. Yeah, there's a lot more than just a film. I think I think a nice, good, solid documentary would be fun. Or not fun, but informative. How's that? Yeah, 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 that'd be cool. Alrighty, kids, on with the show with this week's review. It is the sequel that nobody asked for coming numeral to America. Mike, for Real Film Nerds episode number 211, I think that's right. That is right, Matt. Good job, dude. I didn't even have to look it up. Woo! All right, Mike, go ahead. Give us the rundown for Coming to America, the 2021 sequel. All right. Like you said, this is coming numeral two to America, which is confusing because there's the other one, Coming to America, T-O. But anyway, um, so this movie was directed by Craig Brewer, is written by Eddie Murphy, Barry Blostein, uh, David Sheffield, Justin uh Kano, uh, Kenny Burris, and this movie is starring Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, uh, Sherry Headley, uh, Jermaine Fowler, Leslie Jones, Tracy Morgan, Kiki Lane, and of course, Wesley Snipes, James Earl Jones. And this is about uh, the African monarch. Akeem learns he has a long-lost son in the United States and must return to America to meet this unexpected heir and build a relationship with his son. Mike, did you miss anyone that was on the cast? I'm sure I missed somebody. There's so many people on the cast. I, I'm just asking because that was a whole lot of names. I'm spinning. I'm a little dizzy. I, I'm sure I missed a couple people, but I, those are the main... Uh, just about everybody from the original movie... Uh, was in this one as well, which was awesome. Except for the man that is literally in every single movie, our boy, Sam Jack. Okay, well, Matt, I don't know. Was he in this movie? Wasn't he in this movie? They do show a clip of him from the original movie. Does that still count? I, I don't know. I don't know if it counts, Mike. I'm not sure. If If I was to say that a movie had a clip from the Marvel Cinematic Universe in it, but you couldn't find anyone in the film related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, would it still count? Ah, I think so, because isn't there a Thor that has some Natalie Portman uh, like scenes where she actually was like B-roll from another from the first Thor? No. You're close, though. It was which, Avengers... Which one was it? I, I don't remember if it was Infinity War or if it was Endgame, but one of the two uh, phase-ending Avenger films, The Big Boys, they pulled unused scenes, I guess, 
from Thor The Dark World and the original Thor that had Natalie Portman in it because she, I don't know if she refused to sign on to do it or what, clearly not anymore because she's coming back and she's reprising her role as the female Thor, which is going to be awesome. That was one of the coolest storylines ever in the comic book. Yeah, that was in one of those, and they actually took some stuff that was not unused scenes, but they also used scenes just from the movie, and they just cut them out and threw her in there. And Anyways, yeah, that's where that is. All right, Matt. So well, I, I don't know, I guess, is the answer. I'm just asking I kind of a feel hypothetical. Like, I feel like you're right. It's probably kind of like not really being in it, but I'll, I'll tell you what. It was very impressive to see all those other people in, in the movie again. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and talk about it a little bit, Matt. I just thought it would have been hilarious if he just randomly showed up and robbed the uh, the McDowell's over in Africa just randomly. That would have been just hilarious. The Zumunda yeah. uh, 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 McDowell's, right. he just shows up. Yeah, he just shows up and robs it. But instead of like, see, this is why they should just hire me. Instead of like being there with like a handgun or a shotgun, I think he had a shotgun in the original. He could have like an RPG. Like, it would just, like, really have it over the top. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really represent Africa. You said it, Mike, not me. (laughs) All right. Well, before I get myself into too much trouble, Matt, uh, I really... So, like you said earlier, this is the the sequel that no one asked for. I was worried that they were going to just destroy it, and this is going to be another one of our our childhood movies, or, or not childhood, but, like growing up movies that was going to get destroyed and uh, I'm happy to report that I didn't think it was terrible there are some things in it that weren't quite flowing very well but overall I actually enjoyed it so that's kind of my uh, two cents real quick off of it Uh, Matt what did you think of this movie I thought it was okay I couldn't tell what it wanted to be, if it wanted to be a sequel or if it wanted to be a reboot, because there's elements of both in this film. I had fun. I enjoyed it. They lost me in a few parts because, let's just get down to brass tacks, I wanted to see Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall and Wesley Snipes. And it feels like the second storyline that comes in with the king, formerly the prince, son coming to America is the main storyline. And those characters clearly take precedence over everyone else. And I feel that uh, it it lost my interest at that point. I, I It was still there, but it wasn't like the other films. I mean, you're, you're right. There's kind of a conflicting, like, which which story is the the main story? And I, I guess the main story is his uh, newly found uh, uh, bastard son, I guess. As they refer to <laughs> um, him in the movie. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I mean, you know, fatherless child, pretty much. Yeah. And that was literally what happened. So, um, uh, Matt, I'm going to ask you a technical thing. How did you think they did the the de-aging part with um, Eddie Murphy's character? Mostly just Eddie Murphy's character. I guess Arsenio Hall a little bit, but mostly Eddie Murphy's character. Oh, dude, they called up Martin Scorsese and said, hey, dog, can you help us out? I don't know. I I thought it I thought it was pretty good overall. Yeah. I mean, there was a little bit of things that I was like didn't quite look right, but I mean, it's not a very long scene and and I I thought it was interesting that they brought in 
kind of old scenes from the original movie to help, you know, build the story, the story for this movie. No, I helped a lot. And those scenes were hilarious. <laughs> yes, they were. Matt, did you catch, uh, I mean, without getting too much into spoiler zone, did you catch at the end uh, a certain uh, couple that shows up? A certain couple that shows up at the end. All right. We'll, we'll talk go about it in the spoilers, no. Matt. We'll, we'll talk about it in the spoilers, Matt. But okay. anyway. Okay. All right. I I like this movie quite a bit, but Matt, I do have to say there was a little weird like storyline plot thing. The, I don't know how you want to say it, Harbinger or whatever, the 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 witch doctor, the predictor, who, well, I, I don't it know. It was the, someone's aunt, the, I think. I think it was his like, aunt. Yeah, but like, whatever that character was, I, I was I was like, is that necessary? That was kind of weird to me, that, that, that part of the story with having this person who kind of tells you what's supposed to happen, and then they like, oh, and then it kind of like, moves the story along i don't know it was weird to me it was just because arsenio hall wanted to do another character you think oh yeah why not man dude that was so much makeup and stuff man yeah it was well all of them when they were doing their different characters is a ton of makeup and oh that's one part that's hilarious the the barbershop is one of the best scenes from the original and it was probably some of the best scenes in this one they didn't even really age like the guys like the one guy is not a makeup person. He's like a normal dude, like the the dude that's sitting down playing chess with the the white Eddie Murphy. Yeah, <laughs> he's like a no. normal dude. You know, he's just a normal actor, and he aged a lot. Obviously, it's been a while, but all the other guys look the same as they did the first movie because the makeup is just hilarious. Yeah, you're right, Matt. They they didn't age at all. They look exactly the same because, well, it was just makeup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I I love those parts. But you know who stole the show for me? There were two. There were Dose. The two that stole the show for me was Leslie Jones. She was hilarious. <laughs> yes. Okay. And and I'm I'm waiting. I'm I'm gonna see if this is the same person I'm thinking. Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Wesley Snipes' character was a lot of fun, and it was it was good to see him back, kind of in in the movies. You know, really, uh, besides the Expendables, I haven't seen him in too much since you know his heyday, which for us, man, I think is, is the Blade series. Oh, love and, Blade, and and I mean there were several movies. Uh, we he, need to do did, that. We need to do Blade. We need to the first one or all of them no, just do a Blade least, series. We could do an entire series, but at least the first one, because the first one, I mean, it really kicked off kind of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Even though it was, you know, the first film technically in the MCU is uh, Hulk. Is it no Iron Man? I think our current uh, MCU. It's it's I I think it's Iron Man. Isn't the um, original Iron Man? It's, Anyways, it's yeah. not the Hulk that uh, Ang Lee made, no. which is uh, weird. No, um, it's the Hulk no, with I Edward think... Norton is the one that's in the MCU. Yes, yes. but yeah. um, I didn't remember which one was first. Anyways, uh, I still think Blade. If Blade did not do what it did, and everybody loved Blade so much that we would not have gotten the MCU as it is today. So you think that really helped uh, bring along the MCU? But Matt, I, you know, I 
with that, what do you think about the Punisher from the eighties? You know, that was like kind of you it was know, okay. Marvel. The, are you talking about the Dolph London run? Yeah, I mean, I like that movie. I don't know. Yeah, maybe but just because we watched it when we were young. But it didn't have the prominence and the money making that the that the Blade series had. I mean, they made three, three or four Blade movies, at least three. They made three for sure. Yeah, I can't think of any past three. But they made a lot of money, and they showed that a really odd comic book character can make money at the box office. And if you go back and you look at all the other you know, Marvel stuff, like there was a Captain America film before, there was an Avengers film before, there was a, you know, a Hulk had a TV show, you know, Lou Frigno, that was great. But it never had the kind of box office power that Blade did when it came out. Okay. All right. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Wesley Snipes helped introduce us into the new modern comic book movie. And I mean, the Blade series was good, you know, especially the first one. There's some weird story stuff that happens in the next couple, but at least we still had the Blade character, which we liked. And uh, Wesley Snipes was awesome in it. Well, and Ryan Reynolds credits. He hates to admit it, but he credits the work that he did in Blade 3 with helping him prepare for Deadpool because he was able, Blade 3, he did an action movie and he was kind of a jerk and he was kind of an ass like Deadpool in the Blade 3 movie. And it kind of pushed him to, you know, pursue Marvel movies more and do Deadpool. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's cool. I always forget he was in 3. Yeah, because he never really was wanted to be much of an action star, and he had so much fun doing Blade Three. He kind of started doing it. So, anyways, we're way, way, way off topic, but we are way off topic. Let's get it back. Anyways, Matt. Wesley Snipes in this movie just hilarious. I love that he's this badass general that talks goofy as heck and dances and just is hilarious. And I love the that. That's another really big shining moment for me in this film is the. Um, the dance choreography was just incredible. It was really good. They had a really good dance choreography in the first one. There was a lot of good dance choreography. I don't I don't think I thought about that for the first one, but yeah, for, for this one, there was a lot of really good dance choreography. So yeah, Matt, I agree. That I didn't I don't think I put that together. All right, Mike, so we are over twenty minutes in. I, I think it's about time that you ask me my favorite question, or shall shall I say your favorite question lord of the ipas uh yes matt it is time so what are you drinking this fine episode matt <sighs> well mike you know how i always fear about four peaks brewery going under no i don't i think they're going to be around forever at least i hope they are but uh, i'm helping line their pockets again in honor of spring training finally going, I'm not. I didn't get any tickets. I just haven't had any time, and they're all sold out, anyways. But I'm drinking the Diamondbacks beer from Four Peaks Brewing Company called Rattle On Red Ale. Nice, Matt. Very nice. What flavor of IPA today for you, sir? All right, Matt. So you're right. It's another IPA. This time, it is. A uh, from New Belgium, uh, the the people that make Fat Tire, which is one of the kind of introductory beers that helped me on my path to becoming try an, an IPA. No, 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 to try an IPA. Oh, yes, okay, yes. okay, all right, right. Sorry, you don't go to meetings. I apologize. 
Right, right. Um, so uh, this one is called Wild Ride, and it's a 30th anniversary amber IPA from New Belgium. So Wow, an amber IPA. Fancy. Yes. All right, Mike. So since we have not talked about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and its impact on society enough yet, I think we should talk about it again. Mike, how does coming numeral two America relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, Matt, excellent question. And uh, this time it's uh, Kristen Sherwin. She worked as the art director for this movie and worked in the art department for Spider-Man Homecoming. Very nice, Michael. Very nice. Thank you, Matt. Okay, so now we're in the spoiler territory. So go ahead. What couple are you talking about? This has been just killing me here. Is Luke and Leia All right, there? Matt. <laughs> no. So, 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 Matt, you remember how they had the double date with the twins in the first movie? Yes. At the at the end when they're dancing, there's like two twins. That's them. Oh well, didn't they pop out in? I thought they made another appearance in there too. The I twins. Don't think so. I think I think it was right at kind of the end there with the celebrating and stuff. Oh, okay. I I don't know. I don't remember. Well, well, nice job, Mike. Very good. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So, uh, I watched this movie with uh, my significant other, Maggie. and That's uh, Maniacal Mags, for those of you who do yes. not know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She rides and, motorcycles uh, and Mike rides bitch. Yes, I do. Yep. And, um, man, aren't you supposed to get the shirt? The bitch fell off? It's it's not Christmas yet, Mike. It's it's coming up to your birthday though, and I'm having a hard time figuring out what to get you something. Maybe I'll just send her that shirt for your birthday. Okay, that'll be fine. <laughs> so uh, Maggie thought this movie was uh, pretty good as well um, for a sequel that no one really asked for. Uh, it was entertaining, you know, and I I think that's that's good enough. You know what I say? It's a hundred percent great movie. No, but it, it it was fun. It it was fun overall. There's some stuff in it that's maybe eh, but overall I think it was I think it was a lot of fun. So I was pleasantly surprised, Matt. I thought they were gonna ruin another thing in our life. Like it seems like they just keep coming out with all these sequels for stuff that no one asked for. <laughs> and they just like I don't know what they're doing. So Mike did you watch the original before you watched the sequel? I would love to say yes, but I, I did not have a chance to do that. Did you, Matt? No, no. And that's one of the things I was going to ask you, if you think people should watch the original before watching the sequel, because I know my answer to that, I think people should if they have the time, because I remembered a lot of it, but it's been a few years since I watched Coming to America in its entirety. When it's on TV, much like... I don't know how much TV you watch anymore, Mike. I know you don't watch much. But when I have like TV going, if there's a movie on, it doesn't matter if I've seen it 100,000 times, I'll put on a movie before I put on just about anything else. And so I'll catch snippets here and there, just as background noise and whatever. But I haven't watched Coming to America, the original from 1988 in its entirety in 
years. And I think that probably would have helped me a lot if I would have at least seen it in the last couple months before I watched the sequel. Yeah, man, I, I, I agree. I, I think it would be good to watch this, this movie before. I mean, this movie can stand alone. It has clips and stuff. So, you know, if someone's watching this and not seen the first movie, they could totally watch this and understand all the main points. But I feel like you're missing some of the original stuff and some of the stuff might be a little weird like you know the the barbershop when they go there and they're all familiar with them and you're like who what there's just certain elements of the movie that i think would be lost on on a new audience members so i would suggest to watch it prior to watching this but for me uh i remember i was trying to be like i know there's a mcdonald's kind of clone what was it called and then i was like oh yeah mcdowell's mcdowell's and then of course it's it's very featured in this movie so it was fine but i was just like what was that called um i know that i was trying to remember that so but this was you know it was still fun for me so i liked it well all right mike so it was fun for you how many reels does that does fun translate into mike all right, Matt, this this might be a little crazy. Going a little crazy here. I'm going to give this one four out of five reels because I, I just, uh, it was shit. fun. Dude, I seriously think we're changing roles. I am becoming the bitter old man. Dude, and you're not even drinking the IPAs, man. No, I can't imagine if I was. Matt, I'd probably give it a half a reel. <laughs> yeah, uh, the bitterness of the hops would make you a better person. Wow. Mike, being a father has changed you. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, I only give it two and a half reels. I mean, I thought it was good and I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it, but I didn't think it was anything special. Wow. Wow. Definitely. Definitely different roles, man. That's okay. That's okay. You know, that's why we, that's why we rate things and we, we, we don't consult people. There's no uh, behind the scenes on this. We, we do not talk about what our ratings are before we do the pod, so uh, neither one of us know. Like We'll say whether it's like good or not or anything, but like we don't know the actual rating. No, Mike, so. Mike doesn't talk to me at all outside of the podcast. This is the only place we talk. That's why we banter and rage about all kinds of crazy fun things. Yes, yes, and... That's that's one hundred percent true. We're both two busy people living very important adult lives. I would not go that far. My life is not important at all, but it is busy. That is for sure. Okay, Michael. So I think you need to do it because I have no freaking clue. You told me what it is, but Mike, uh, please enlighten our listeners on your movie pick for next week. All right, Matt. So I'm picking. Um, Amy Poehler's latest movie that she is directing, and that is called uh, Moxie, and is on Netflix right now. Uh, her last movie that she directed was a movie called Wine Country, which was also on Netflix, and uh, it it chronicles uh, a teenager uh, going through some things, and uh, I think I think it's going to be a fun movie. I think it's going to be a fun movie. Uh, it's kind of about bullying in, in the modern day, so uh, in, in the high school environment. It's about bullying, but it's not about it's not the film Bully, right? Is there a film called Bully? Yeah, didn't you ever watch it? I never watched it. It you know, had all that controversy around it because it was like, you know, supposedly a 
documentary shot, you know, and, you know, they took like bus footage and all kinds of stuff. And it was how cruel kids were to each other at like this one school. Oh, no. But uh, I mean, I could see that. I could see that being a thing. But uh, no, uh, this one is, as far as I know, a fictional story about uh, two characters. But it's it looks like an interesting uh, movie about the bullying. Uh, Matt, Amy Poehler's character is like a former like punk like rocker girl who's grown up and has a kid now and so that's kind of fun so now it makes more sense why you chose this movie so what were you thinking man because you're a punk rocker mike and that's that's how you're going to be with your young child when he is going through life you're going to be the punk rock dad they're going to come home you're going to have you know some ramones going or something oh you know it man you know it some 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 black flag ramones you know just just all the time like just a constant that's got to be streaming in the background that's probably how you put him to sleep now you put on you know little black flag while he's that's you know you got like a what the hell are those things that spin over the bed um oh uh i know what you're talking about uh ferris wheel uh, no no it's too big (laughs) I was I was gonna think diorama. That's not right. No. no. Uh, what, what what do we got? I'm here? allowed to not know. Mobile. Mobile. Yeah. There you go. I was gonna say I'm allowed to not know because I'm not a breeder. But you're the breeder. You should know these things. Dude, there's so many. I've learned so much about things, Matt. You don't even want to know. Like I don't. You're right. <laughs> so mobile. You'll have like a mobile of like like guitars and like chain leather wallets and like you know rancid and like mohawks and black flag and yeah oh yeah yeah of course man of course of course some 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 green day yeah you know i already have to deal with enough dookie so i feel like they go hand in hand and it's green too (laughs) like your shirt (laughs) yes 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 um but did, did you see what i did there man i was green day dookie their album oh yeah anyway yeah yeah no i know where you're going i know where you're going mike yeah yeah you stirred that you steered that boat right (laughs) all right yeah uh i mean uh, odds are matt you know how you don't like what your parents listen to so um you know my my son's gonna end up growing up and liking like pop oh yeah dude i can see him being a big fan of tay tay what is Tay Tay, dude? I don't even know. Taylor Swift? You don't know who Tay Tay is? How dare you? Uh, oh, oh, I thought it was T Swift. Is she changed? She's Tay Tay. No, now? she's always been Tay Tay. All right. Tay Tay, T Swift, Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, uh, it's k- kind of rough gig to walk uh, Lady Gaga's uh, dogs. I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> You're terrible, Mike. <laughs> You brought it up, Matt. You brought it up. I just said Lady Gaga because she's a popular singer. That's all. Right, right, right. You're the one that brought up the dog thing. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Anyway, uh, I guess we've strayed too far again. Matt, um, should I wrap this up? Hey, you do you, Mike. You do you. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, make sure to catch us on the socials, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, at Real Film Nerds. Uh, 
Mike or Mike or Matt. Um, and uh, I think it's been a while, Matt. But do we need some shitty selfie Saturdays, or what? Do, what do we? What do we got going on? You pick whatever day of the week you want to have shitty selfies come in. I, I think twenty four seven is fine. I think I think that's fine as well. So anyway, um, oh, especially if it's from someone like Francis McDermott dropping a deuce in a bucket in a van oh geez i don't <laughs> sure yeah especially <laughs> that's a shitty selfie yes yes it is that is 100 percent. anyway um thanks for listening everybody uh we appreciate it and uh catch us on our next pod where we're going to talk about moxie Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie. Good morning, Magic 99.1. Who's this? This is a real film nerd. Ah, could it be the one and only Matt Hinshaw? Of course it is. (laughs) And it's just the one and only... Lisa live and local on Magic 99.1. You got it, buddy. How's it going? I'm doing well this morning. How are you doing today, Lisa? I'm doing great. Had a great weekend. And uh, yeah, just excited to talk to you this morning because I'm anxious to see what you thought about coming to America. I saw you were doing a lot of golfing this weekend. Well, you know, I golfed on Friday. I mountain biked on Saturday and I played pickleball on Sunday. I'm exhausted. I need a nap. I was going to say, what's it like experiencing the world outside your front door? <laughs> well, you know what? It's been wonderful. So there you go. It's okay. The outside is the best side for sure. You got to capitalize on it. I mean, it was beautiful this it weekend. It really was the beautiful. 70s. Yeah, yeah. You, Amazing. You, you film nerds need to get off the couch and get outside. Tell me what you think about uh, coming to America. Well, well, I, I picked up my TV and I sat in the backyard and watched. Does oh, that good count? for you. That counts for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Smart man. Smart man. So coming to America, the 33 year old sequel that no one asked for. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's not a it's not a bad movie, but it's not a great movie. It's fun. It's entertaining. Um, it has funny parts. I'm not sure if it's a sequel or if it's a reboot. It has elements of both. A lot of the story is very much the original story, but it's not because Eddie Murphy's now the king and not the prince. And I don't know. I I enjoyed it. I had fun, but I don't know if it's uh, for everyone, I guess is a good way to put it. Okay. Well, that's kind of what um, Rotten Tomatoes said. They gave it 52%. So did IMDb and uh, Metacritic. But 83% of people said they liked the movie. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not, it wasn't bad. It, yeah. it was entertaining. It just wasn't anything special and not like the original. And that's one thing I will recommend. I should have done it. I should have watched the original first because Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall bring back a lot of their characters, much like the first one, like the barbershop guys. And then there's the preacher and, you know, they play almost all the people in the film, which is one of the best parts of the movie yeah uh honestly i would say probably my biggest complaint is i wanted more eddie murphy and arsenio hall and instead they really kind of focus on the king's son and him 
trying to move in and be a prince and all this other stuff. And it's just, I mean, it was good, but it just didn't work as well as the original where Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall were the focus. They're more of side characters in this movie. Okay, well, that makes a lot of sense to me because I would expect to tune in and see a lot of Eddie and Arsenio. There's a, there's a bunch, but the focus is clearly not their story. It's the, uh, the new prince coming in. Yeah. Okay. So, so tell me, how did everybody look? Did they all look thirty years older than the last film? No, they looked. They looked young. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they just have good genes or something. I don't know. I look like a wreck. You know, <laughs> after since nineteen eighty eight. I mean, granted, you know, I've I was quite young in nineteen eighty eight. Right. Right. I mean, they don't look. They don't look that old. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hart just blessed. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, great. Well, how many reels are you going to give it? Uh, I give it two and a half. So I'm right there in wow. line with Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb. Okay. Yeah. But would you it's recommend worth, watching it? Yeah, it's worth a watch if you like comedies and if you like the original. If you don't know anything about coming to America, I'd say uh, pass. You know. Pass. Oh. oh. One one thing I will add, Wesley Snipes was probably my favorite character, and I haven't seen him in a movie in a very long time. Ah, what a nice surprise for sure. Excellent. Now, what are you going to review yeah. for us next week? I've never heard of this one. My co-host picked it. It just came out on Netflix. It is uh, directed and co-starring uh, Amy Poehler. It's called Moxie. It's a teenage comedy drama. It's... Uh, the, just real quick, the synopsis is uh, fed up with sexist and toxic status quote or high school. A shy 16-year-old finds inspiration from her mother's rebellious past and anonymously publishes a zine that sparks a school-wide coming-of-age revolution. Right down your alley, Matt. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's right up there next to Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, very good. We'll look forward to chatting with you guys. Don't miss uh, Matt's podcast. is called The Real Film Nerds. Thanks for chatting with me, Matt. Always a pleasure, Lisa. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome.